Hey everyone, welcome back to the Westbridge Church Podcast. To learn more about Westbridge Church, including our service times, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com. This week's message comes from Pastor John McDougall, and we hope it encourages you to take your next step in your faith journey. Good morning and a big welcome to you and Happy New Year. We just Last week, missed being with you, worshiping with you. We um, were away, but with you in heart, and uh, I understand the house was packed, and that was just a great thought as I, we were watching online, but hearing that, hey, this, we need uh, overflow space, and I was picturing in my mind one of the bucket list moments in life where I had the opportunity to join the uh, Cheeseheads in Lambeau Field to cheer on the Packers in Wisconsin, and walked into that place, and the, it's still benched where we were bench seating with just little places to sit, and you would pack in there with these people that you, you did not know, but you were just, everyone was just glad to be there. Why? They love their Packers. And a little violation of personal space is a small price to pay for the opportunity to come cheer on the team that you love. And so I thought about you all and appreciated you squeezing in and packing in and getting cozy in here. thought about how much greater is our God, the one we worship and more deserving of our allegiance, and even being willing to sacrifice a little personal space, and so appreciated you doing that, and and then um, hearing the message that God gave to Doug Wicker, and so appreciated him bringing the word to us, and and fixing our eyes on Christ, Um, Colossians, that we would be rooted and built up in Christ, and Jesus-focused, Christ-focused, crucified, risen, coming again, and calling us into a life with him was precious. And Doug, our theme this year is Chasing Humility. In case, um, I, I don't know that we've announced this, but Doug and Abby are our Chasing Humility pace setters. So um, that was part of the, 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 uh, the, the gift of last Sunday was having him come in and share. And John 13 is the picture Jesus said, okay, this is how you're to live, washing one another's feet and serving one another humbly in love. And, and Doug and Abby just embody that. And if you know them, you, you see that. But uh, one of the things ministries that Doug leads is our Tuesday morning Bible study. And it's an open one for any guys. It's good for those who need to get to work early. It's, it's like 6 o'clock or so. But one of the men that, that God brought to this Bible study is a guy named Jerry Kentnick. And Jerry... Um, has had a really rough life, hard life, and far from God. And yet, in these last years of his life, God's been drawing him to himself and using Doug as a big part of that. And Doug has patiently and lovingly walked with him. And, and uh, this morning or right now, Jerry is about to, to uh, cross from this life into the next. He's in hospice care in Avon and and thought it'd be good just to pray for him and lift up other needs in our church family as well at this time. But if you would join me in prayer. Father, we thank you for the gift of life and the gift to know you. And, and I thank you for uh, allowing us to be a part of what you're doing in the hearts and lives of, of the people around us. And Lord, for Jerry this morning, we, we just pray that you would surround him with your grace, your di- um, grace to die in your presence. Lord, as he nears um, his final moment here, we thank you that he will wake up in the joy of of being with you. And 
We, we pray, though, that you would put your angels around him, that you would give him just what he needs in this time. God, I lift up uh, Rick Baker and his family as they grieve the passing of his stepdad this week and pray comfort and peace for them as well as for uh, Pat Skorkin as, as her mom went home to be with you and just pray for her and, and her family as well, your peace and your comfort, your healing. Lord, as we come into this place, we all come with needs and we, uh, we just lift those before you in these moments. Thank you for your faithfulness to meet with us. We thank you that you promised to be with us, that you are obviously present, actively in charge, and we, we worship you, we submit, we surrender, and as we open your word, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us and give us what we need for our next step as we follow you, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, the, uh, this, so as I mentioned, chasing humility is our theme for this, this coming year, and just to... We're, as we start 2023 together, just to reset on that. So we're answering God's call where he says, clothe yourselves with humility. And we know the truth because God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble or his favor to the humble. And so the, one of the questions we've said, okay, this year, every time we gather and as we go throughout our days, the question to be asking, a weekly question is, what am I doing to cultivate humility in my own life? And as we've thought about humility, we've discovered that humility is not something that we necessarily get by our striving, but we get it by our position in that we position, as we position ourselves to see God, who he is, and his greatness, his glory, humility is formed in us. So how do we cultivate humility in our lives? In a word, it's worship. It's to position ourselves to glimpse his glory and his greatness. And so as we start this year, Chasing Humility. This week and next week, we're still in our Sweet Sanity series, but really it's going to be a, um, a day to, to worship our Lord, to glimpse His glory, and to, the text for us will be Psalm 103, 1 to 5. But in this text, there will be one word. And, and today, if you just take one word out of the, our time together, it's three letters, little word, with a powerful capacity to spark worship as we do life. And so, Willa, I hope this word will be one that you can remember this week, carry with you at work, school, and as you go about your everyday life, and that it just triggers praise and leads you into to worshiping our Lord. But before we dive into our text, one of our rhythms or traditions as a church family here at the start of the new year is our reading, reading plan, one word, grow, challenge. The five words that we often talk about, fully devoted followers of Christ, worship, reach, connect, grow, serve, this is under grow. And so, just a side note real quick before we die, I'll walk through this quickly, and they should be in the front of you, in the chairs in front of you. We have more in back if you'd like to grab one. We, we don't want this to be a burden to you, or like one more thing, and I know there are so many ways that we seek to foster our relationship with the Lord, and when they start to pile up and we start to not get them done, it can actually become more draining and guilt uh, that, can be almost oppressive rather than life-giving and energizing. The big idea for this is tools that will help us in our relationship with Christ. And so that's really the, the, the big idea. But these are ones that have been super helpful. The one word, if you're newer to our church, a quick review, it's basically prayerfully think about, Lord, is there one word that would capture where you're at work in my heart and life this year that you'd like me to focus on? And so you pick a word, and then you, uh, and, and you, 
connect it to a text in Scripture. So find a, a verse that goes with it, and then it's, it's a word. The purpose of it is it refocuses, helps us refocus and refire around where God's at work in our lives. And um, I know this has been precious to me in, in my journey. I, I wish we could go around this morning and, and each share the one word that God has been using in your life. Uh, this week we did that at staff meeting, and Abby Bickle shared her word this year has been manna. And um, just trusting God for the daily provision and that picture of manna in the Old Testament where God is teaching his people to trust him in 24-hour blocks like the Lord calls us to live. And, and she was reading through Joshua and randomly came upon that word manna, her one word, where it said this, the manna stopped the day they entered the promised land. And as she's sharing that, I start tearing up as I think about there will be a day for us the manna will stop and we will no longer wonder will I have enough (laughs) when we enter the promised land that God is preparing for us we enter an eternity of enough and man is she sharing that it it just all of us around that table it filled us up I've been living on that hope but it was neat it was from a one word that we share in community and, and so a neat way to to follow Christ together. Okay, we also have, we've, in the past, we've had a weekly reading, but this year we're running with this soap idea. And if you're new, we, we've been, we introduced this in the fall, but it's the idea of uh, soap is a technique where it helps us slow into God's presence through his word by writing down one verse that's come out of one chapter. So the idea is once a week, we, we, uh, you're, say you're studying through James. James chapter four, we'll be in in a couple weeks. So you read That week, you read the text, you read the chapter, you pick one verse, and you actually write it out. So writing it out slows you down to really think about it. Then you write, O, observations, A, applications, you write out a few applications, and then P, you write out a prayer. And a a tool that we're we're seeking to to groove into our our community. And so there's, the goal is 52 of those, 52 soaps this year. And you just circle it when you've, you've done your soap for that week. And then on the back side, you've got our monthly theme verse. The neat thing about these theme verses is it's one verse to memorize for the month that syncs up with our theme for the year, but also our, our preaching calendar or what we're covering on Sunday. So hopefully it's kind of syncing up and, and helping. And then you have our, our habits and our, our heart attitudes. If you're newer to our church, these are those things. It's like when your basketball shot is off, you go back to beef, right? Balance. Um, eyes, what am I looking at? Elbow, is my elbow straight or am I chicken winging? And then follow through. Am I weak on my follow through or is my, sh- is my shot going straight towards the hoop? That was for, for Leslie Olajimbidi, who's our basketball coach, who will be joining today. But, uh, but these are those five things that you go back to when your walk with Christ is just off. Are these, how are these things doing? Am I gathering weekly with, with the family? Am I living on mission, reaching one life? Am I in a small group? Am I daily meeting with Christ and really with him, or is this just something, this kind of a, a to-do, and am I serving in, in a ministry? So there's that. We have also want to thank Lindsay and, and uh, our kids' ministry staff for putting this one together, and this is for those of you, there's a family reading that you have, that, and it, it syncs up with our theme verses and all those things, but these are available in the back as well for uh, families with kids to help in your worship time. But I hope, or we hope, this will be a help for you and encouragement to you as you you follow Christ. All right, well, today's text, Psalm 103, is kind of like a mountain summit. So 
it's like climbing up through the gloomy clouds and the atmosphere today is perfect. So we're down here in the gloom of, of January. But the text takes us up through the gloom into the sunlight and a sunlit vista through which we see God's greatness and his goodness. And so we'll read through the text and then we'll, we'll break it down. Verse 1 says, this is David, and he says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who heals all your sins, or who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. So back to verse 1, praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Here David is, is waking his soul up to worship. And don't you love this? This is soul talk. This is like David's directing his soul to do what, what our souls are created to do. Our primary purpose in life is, is to worship. And so he's saying, hey, praise the Lord my soul. And notice the kind of worship that he's calling his soul to. All my inmost being. Just everything that I have, God is worthy of our wholehearted worship. And then he says, praise the Lord, or praise his holy name. So the, the focus of his praise is the holy name of our God. Now when biblical writers use the word name, or the name of God, they're summarizing his, his character, his attributes. It's a way of, how do you stuff into one word all that God is. And one of the ways, one word they use is kabod or glory. Another one is the name of God. And what, is, what about his name? His name is holy in that it is other in a way that is infinitely um, good and beyond every other name. And so he, he's saying, he starts this, this uh, he encourages his soul, praise the Lord. But I love the way he circles back and comes at his soul one more time. And I, we, I don't know if this is because his soul's a little sluggish in waking up to, to his, the call to praise or if he's just giving us another window into um, a reason to praise God. But verse 2, he says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And so what is it that moves him to worship the Lord in this text, in, in verse 2? And it's like, remember his benefits. And there's that word again, remember all his benefits, sparks worship in him. So in these first two verses, have you noticed the little word that moves us, a little word that's powerful to move us to worship? And it's that simple word, all. It, it's the word that really frames the big idea of this text. And I'll go ahead and give us the big idea and then we'll flesh it out. But here's the big idea. When I see his all, it moves me to give my all in worship. Because my all next to his all is so small. He is worthy of our all, isn't he? And so let's praise him is, is the big idea. In 2021, I chose the word all to be my one word for the year. And it came out of the text, Matthew chapter 22, 37, where uh, Matthew writes, love the Lord, this is Jesus calling us the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And so I thought, hey, this lines up perfectly with our 
Mission as a church, the calling of Christ to be fully devoted followers of him. All of me offer him Love this. Here we go. This is going to be my one word. Stoke in passion to, to live a life of praise and worship. But something happened along the way that year that I did not expect. As I met with the Lord in daily, the daily meeting time, and I saw that word appear in Scripture, it, what, what happened, I've described this as the Lord flipped my all. As I began reading through Scripture, it was as if the, the Lord was saying, hey, John, let the focus of your life not be what you're giving me or your awe, but rather let it be my awe and my grace that has been poured out on you in a way that makes your awe just a blip on the, the dot of, of, of history. And, and as we were, one example would be the uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. This was just one verse and there are many but verse 32, actually, Romans 8, 32, that says, he, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And so, as I'm seeing these appear, and like this, how do you add up all things? As I think about, Lord, I'm going to give you my all, and then he's like, hey, John, I've given you my son, and I, how will I not also, along with him, graciously give you all things? You, you feel the waterfall of his goodness and his grace, and it's just like, it's overwhelming. And the Lord was whispering to me, hey, John, rather than focus on your all that you're bringing me, start with my all, because when, when you see my all, then you will be moved to give your all. Throughout that year, I, I saw the wisdom in it. I started that year locked in on what I was going to bring the Lord. My all ended the year overwhelmed with what he had already given me, and it moved me to worship. For my all is so small next to his all. He is worthy of our all. And so God, through David, uh, invites us to a summit to bask in the wonder of all that God has given us in these next couple verses and it's as if he takes us up to this summit and then he points in five different directions or five vistas of God's goodness and God's grace poured out to us. So we'll just walk through these vistas and uh, pause briefly to, to celebrate. The first one there, the vista one, is he forgives all your sins. Verse 3, vista one, he forgives all your sins. Again, the word all invites us to just pause and think about this. There is not one sin that our God has left unforgiving. All your sins. So the ones you've committed yesterday that you're struggling to, to move past the regret of it, the ones that we've already committed this morning, the ones that we will commit tomorrow through faith in Christ have been all forgiven. All your sins, the ones that are especially painful to admit um, and the ones that may be even more uh, grieving to the heart of our Father and yet we don't even realize we've done them. Sometimes we focus on the sins of the flesh or the externals where the sins of the Spirit and those Things like pride 
are even more deadly and, and hurtful to him, and yet they have all been forgiven. He gave his all, his son, to forgive, and his son gave his all, his life, to forgive all, all, all our sin. And what makes this uh, reality especially precious is that it makes possible intimacy with him. What our sin does is, you, you know, and it's even in a human relationship, when you've hurt someone and you've done them wrong, you don't want to be with that person, do you? You just feel that guilt and you feel that separation and the shame. And, and so it is with the Lord. When, when we sin against him, um, he can't be with, a holy God cannot dwell with a, a sinful person, but we know we've done him wrong. And it keeps us from him. We, we try to, we just want to kind of forget. And it separates us. But what does this precious reality that Christ has given us through faith in him, it, it leaves us guilt-free. I, as we look out over the landscape and, and as David is pointing to all our sins being forgiven, I'm picturing a courthouse, like downtown Danville maybe, and you and me running through the door, out the doors of that courthouse guilt-free. We deserve to judgment, and yet through Christ we are forever guilt-free. And it leaves us uh, just praising him, all of me, all for you, a sinner saved by grace. Today, if you have not received the gift of forgiveness through faith in Christ, that gift is made possible, um, and the invitation is open to you today. And, and I would say, why not today? I would plead with you to receive this gift of, of salvation that God has made available. And not to put it off, but rather to seek truth and, and to ask questions. And we'd love to talk with you, and even today, to pray with you to receive the gift of, of forgiveness through faith in Christ but for the rest of us who have the question, am I living guilt-free? Am I living in the, the joy of a life that's forgiven? Or am I living under condemnation? And here, God um, just brings us back and, and says, remember this. All your sins have been forgiven. Second, though, David points to the, the next vista, is that he heals all your diseases. There in verse 3, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases. And it's here that uh, I picture us dancing out of the hospital um, doors and on our way home to be with the people that, that we love again. David is celebrating the gift of physical health and th this incredible um, grace that God puts in our lives. How many times has he healed you of a sickness, brought you through a, a time of sickness, and, and his grace has poured been poured out to you through perhaps the medical community or even just a healthy immune system. It was, I googled how many viruses are on the body or in the body, and it's, I don't know, yeah, probably needs to be fact-checked, but it was beyond the thousands, beyond the billions, it was in the trillions of viruses that are just resident in us. And the only way we live a moment that these things don't get in and take us out is the, the white blood cells and the, the immunity that God's given us. And but you think every moment, every day that I wake up healthy is a gift from God in this fallen, disease-filled planet, isn't it? And moves us to praise. Lord, thank you. You've forgiven all my sins. You've healed all my diseases. And to live in that reality today and to, to praise him for that. I was thinking about the time that often don't think about, hey, just the chance to walk, run. But I blew a meniscus, blew a knee. 
and love to be active. And so that was a tough season. But what a gift to hop up on the, the table of the surgeon. And he bent, he uh, turned my knee around and, and was like, yep, it's a meniscus. I can fix that. You'll be up and running soon. And then to, to have him fix that. And I'll never forget the, uh, the first time I saw him after the surgery was at Huntington Bank here in town. And he was just coming in. I was coming to Ordinary Day. But when I saw this guy, I was like almost bear hugged him. And he looked at me like, who are you? And should we call security here? And I was like, Doc, you, I can walk again because of you. I can run again because of you. You gave me my life back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And how much more is our Lord worthy of our gratitude? Thank you, thank you, thank you for each new day of health that he gives. He heals all your diseases. And I know our mind goes, though, to the times that we hear the words terminal. And this disease you will not be healed from or a sickness that may leave us in pain until our days are over. And this morning we're praying for the Skorkin family as we prayed earlier with Pat's mom and think of Rick Baker and his dad passing away and, and, uh, and of Jerry. But here's the good news as we read this text. We worship a God who is not, he does not offer a partial health care plan. <laughs> he offers a complete health care plan, doesn't he? And there is no disease that the resurrection will not heal, no pain that the resurrection will not soothe. And I love the picture for the Christian. Death is not something we fear, it's the sweet sleep. We fall asleep in the presence of the Lord. We wake up completely healed, bodies glorified, fully alive, to, uh, to live as, as he created us to live. But then he comes to that third vista in uh, chapter four, or verse 4 which he says, who redeems your life from the pit. The third vista is this picture of, this picture, um, as we look out on the landscape of our lives, there was a moment, it's the moment of salvation, but where uh, the Lord reaches down into our depravity, into our pit, into the bondage in which we were born. We're all born into bondage, in bondage to sin, total depravity, nothing in us able to be right with God or to save our lives, and yet he redeems us. And the idea of redeem, it, it's that um, it means to be bought out of slavery or bondage. And today, we, as we think about our redemption moment of our Lord reaching down into our pit and pulling us up, he's redeemed our lives so that we are no longer under bondage to our depravity, to our own fallenness, to the devil and his powers and, and the temptations that are put before us, to a world that's um, chasing all these other things, but that we can live life as it was meant to be lived, people who are free and free to follow him, the chains, the bondage that once held us. And you think about what would your life be apart from the redemption of Christ? You think about the cost of our redemption was his blood that we just celebrated in communion, but he poured out his blood to set us forever free. You redeem my life from the pit. And when you just pause and think about that, it, it starts to get emotional. You think about what your life would be and what it is, but then you stop and think about the people that you love, and you watch God reach down and redeem them. My son and my daughter, my wife, Mom, my dad, 
my friend. And man, it just stokes praise, doesn't it? Lord, you are worthy of all my praise, all my inmost being to praise your holy name. He's redeemed your life from the pit, but it gets better. He says, he crowns you with love and compassion. So God doesn't just pull us out of our pit and be like, yep, okay, on, on your way. But rather, he makes us his sons, his daughters. And this idea here, what I see is a royal entourage. Or when, when someone was crowned, it's a, a big deal in a kingdom. And, and he puts a crown on your head. It's a picture of honor, of dignity, of, uh, of respect. And then notice the, the crown here. It's not a crown that's gold or uh, has diamonds, or is um, a material thing that is temporary, that will perish with this world. But it's a crown of, um, crowns you with love and compassion. The crown, the picture of a crown is it's a permanent thing. It sits there on our heads, and it's his love. It's his perfect love, his limitless love, his infinite love, placed upon our lives, placed upon our heads. And then the, uh, the compassion is the idea that when You hurt, God hurts with you. The God of all compassion, 2 Corinthians, and he's with us in our pain. You think about what the ache is in your soul right now and to think God knows that ache and he cares about that ache. He crowns you with love and compassion, co-heirs with Christ in his kingdom. And then the fifth vista who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Verse 5. The fifth vista here is he satisfies your desires with good things. And the image as we stand on this mountaintop and we look out that he paints is that of an eagle. As, he, as you think about your life. An eagle that's soaring. And it's that picture of vitality and energy and, and the eagle being a, a mighty bird and just, uh, just going that's our life in Christ. And how many times has, has God renewed your strength, given you good things um, so that your youth is renewed like these? As you think about the good things that he's put into your life, um, there's the little things that are just wonderful, those daily things we love to, from like here in Hoosier land, I know personally like a good basketball game is just such a, a fun thing to re-energize me and get me jumping around the living room and throwing pillows and <laughs> having fun or a bowl of chili or a good, um, I was talking to Eric's birthday was this week and, and uh, he, he uh, had White Castles and, and Skyline Chili and then Pam gave him 55 uh, snacks for, for his 55th birthday and those good things that, that we just enjoy. But then the big things, you know, like the precious gift of our family, the times we have together, our church family, our jobs, the beautiful future, what God's given us. Good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Moves us to praise, doesn't it? I, I picture the waterfall of his goodness just pouring over us. And, and again, how do you add up <laughs> all things that, that God gives us in Christ? You can't. And it's overwhelming. When I see his all, it moves me to give my all because my all is so small compared to his all. I, this past uh, year, one of the highlights for Tam and I, we had the opportunity to go be with my dad and Donna when they spend a couple months in Florida and just to jump in with their, their routine and, and their life there. 
for a weekend. And But dad was locked in on taking us to several places to eat. And if you know my dad, he, is, he will not stir you wrong when it comes to food. And, and the highlight of the time was dad looked the way he looked at me at one particular lunch. Now, I'm sure dad has looked at me this way many times in my life, but I have never seen it like I saw it that day because he was, and we were sitting right across from one another and I had a, a clear line into his eyes. But we were having lunch at this place called Goat Feathers. Has anybody had eaten there? It's a fish market. I don't know why they call it Goat Feathers, but a fish market where everything is like you walk in there and you know this is fresh caught fish. And their claim to fame, or what dad said, it will be the best po' boy sandwich you will ever eat. So po' boy coming from Louisiana with basically your really good bread and then um, a bunch of lettuce, tomatoes, and then fried shrimp, and then whatever the sauce they put on that. But when you eat this sandwich, it was like the, one of the pinnacles of our, our time down there, we, this lunch. So we walk into this place, we order it, we, uh, we sit down, we wait, we wait, we wait. Finally, it arrives, and when it arrived, though, Dad did not take a bite of his po' boy sandwich. He was waiting for me. And so I went ahead, and it was a big, it was tough to get my mouth around this, but I took that bite, and as I took the bite, I looked across the table, and I saw it. It it was a look of pure love, but it was an interesting, it was, there was was joy in my dad's eyes. There was hope that, that I would just love it like he loved it. There was satisfaction, like, yeah, mission accomplished. Got my son to the po' boy. Love. That's my dad. But how much more is that our father? He's given us all things in Christ. And today, as we start this new year together, I... I think where the Lord wants to lead us is to this summit and just to awaken to a sweet sanity that He has given us all things and to let that move us to offer Him our all. All my inmost being, praise the Lord. And that as we go throughout our days, we take that little word and just remember that uh, we're His kids and having Him as our Father, we have in Him all things. And what if this year, 2023, becomes a year of praise? We just fill it up with praise. As we think about and as we rest in this summit um, reality and see the vistas of his goodness and his grace. And so one of the practical ways or two practical action steps that, that I'd like to give us. The first is the concept of a wonder walk. And that um, we would put into our, our rhythm just a a time to get out and walk with the Lord through the beauty of His creation. If it's cold, just bundle up. But at some point in your week, just go take a walk with the Lord and wonder and bask in the realities that we've talked about today. See the world um, through His eyes and under His, uh, His, His grace and, and see His greatness. So where you, uh, you just head out and for one example, this past week, I, on Monday, one of my Sabbath rhythms that's good for humility is every Monday afternoon, go uh, walk nine holes of, of golf. And this past Monday, I was out, and 
we had that super freeze that froze up the, the uh, all the ponds. But then now it's thawing, and it was the most beautiful scene where there was this, it was like the ponds were dry icing, if you've seen dry ice, and they were creating their own cloud across the golf course. And I pulled out my phone, and I, I took a picture that um, I can come back to and wonder at, but every time I took the picture, I was like, this doesn't capture the wonder of, of God, what you've done here. And just walk with him. Bask in his, the, the greatness of who he is, his glory, and, and his goodness. So to add a wonder walk to our routine, but then the second one is a liturgy that, that we can practice as a family. And I've, we've called this chase, a chasing humility liturgy, and it comes right out of this text. And so what we're going to do over the next five weeks, we'll, I'll, we'll walk through it today, but we'll, we'll come back to this for the next five weeks, our Sweet Sanity series. But here it is. It's spoken as a prayer. It's pretty short and hopefully just two parts to each line. Each line is packed. You can spend a second or an hour on the the truth that's found in each of these lines. But hopefully it's packable so you can take it with you to to start the day, but also as you get out to work and school and, and stuff. So the first one is, I'm a creature, utterly dependent upon you. So just that, that's the first spot of humility, just remembering that He's the one keeping us alive. Second is, I'm a child immeasurably loved by you, reminding us of our core identity as his, his children through faith in Christ. Third, I'm a sinner saved by your grace. And we could all shout, amazing grace, at, out beside that one. I'm a servant, blessed to bless, and then just the overflow of love to of our hearts to him. I love you with all my heart. And then as we think about our lives, all of me, all for you, all of me, all for you. So, are you guys ready to uh, have our worship team come on up to kind of help us with this? But what we're going to do now is I will be the the leader, whoever's leading it can say the white, and then we all say together the yellow. Are you guys up, up for that? All right, here we go. That didn't, I didn't see heads nodding. Or, we, are we good? All right, here we go. I'm a creature utterly dependent on you. I'm a child immeasurably loved by you. I'm a sinner saved by your grace. I'm a servant blessed to bless. I love you with all my heart, all of me, all for you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word to us today. And we, uh, we bask in the reality of, of being yours through faith in Jesus Christ. And Lord, we uh, think about Psalm 23. It says, surely goodness and love, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And as we look out to this new year, we thank you that there will not be a day that, that your grace, your goodness, and your love will be crowning us and, and pouring into our lives. We worship you, we thank you, we praise you, and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk and believe it would be helpful for others, please be sure to subscribe or share. To experience other messages or find helpful resources, visit us online at westbridgedanville.com.